Glad you're here this morning. Hope and pray that you've had a good week. And I'm glad you're here to study a portion of the Word of God this morning. The Word of God is true. Now, everything else, you don't, we don't know about it. But we do know the Word of God is true. I'll be speaking to you. I'm going to start out this morning in John chapter 1. I can't seem to get out clear to that chapter. So we're still in it and we're going to we're going to uh, uh, take some thoughts from there this morning and expand it out a little bit, see what we can find out about God's Word. And I say again, I'm glad you're here. and hope, hope the Lord will, will uh, touch all of us this morning. We need a touch from the Lord. Amen. Appreciate the uh, uh, devotional lesson this morning that Brother Chris brought, and he told us, some truthful things, and I hope that you will catch hold of that. The Word of God is true. You can depend on it. And uh, <clears throat> it's been proven to be true. And God said it was true. And so we know that it is. Well, like I said, we'll be looking at uh, John chapter 1, and I want to look at uh, uh, verse uh, 31. Now, this is John the Baptist talking in uh, John chapter 1, verse 31. <clears throat> and I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. I think I've already said Jesus Christ came to Israel. God sent him to Israel not to the Gentiles at this time. Why? Because Israel was God's uh, uh, people that God had chosen in Abraham. And Abraham and thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. But it was to Abraham, Abraham and his seed at this time. So John is baptizing in water. And I've already related to you that <clears throat> the Jewish religion people, they knew that something was a stir from God. I remind you, God had not spoken to them for like 400 years. And they were like America. They were getting very, very few in number of the people that, that, uh, that, uh, trusted the Lord. And so uh, we see here that uh, uh, the Lord had appeared and John the Baptist was baptizing with water. And uh, so the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they knew that God was doing something, but they didn't know what it was. So they sent out to ask John who he was. And so he's telling them here. And he says, and in verse 32, and John bare record saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Unto whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Now, 
John was sent from God to introduce Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ was God in the flesh. Jesus Christ was sent from God to give us a new message, a new message. They, were, they had not ever uh, before in true religion, they had not ever baptized true believers with water. But they begin to do it here. Now, <clears throat> I want to I want to dwell this morning on John's message, and in order to do that, I need to turn over to uh, Matthew chapter three. Would you turn over there with me, Matthew chapter three? I want to dwell on this a little this morning. If the Lord will allow me to do it, you pray for me that my voice will hold out. I want to go to John chapter 3. And I want to read some verses right here. And I hope that you'll I hope you'll listen while we look while we look at it. Uh, Matthew chapter 3. I'm sorry. Matthew chapter 3. And I'm going to start reading at verse 1. <clears throat> in those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, and make his path straight. And Isaiah did, did say that. Now, what John is saying is that from now on, God is going to expect you to live right. You say, well, Brother Glenn, in the Old Testament, they expect them to live right. Yeah, they, the, the law said to, but it was just a law. Now, it was important, it was holy, and it was good. But to mankind, it was just a law. Can I, can I give you what I'm thinking about right there? It's posted out here on this street, 40 miles an hour. How fast do you drive? I'm not getting on you. I'm just telling you, nothing in here causes you to want to do it. Hardly. But, but the sign says 40. That's what the law was. It was just a sign. Now they're supposed to do it. And those that did it by faith were blessed. I know that. But, but God is going to make some changes. And I'm, I'm referring now back to Brother Bell, what he said. At the beginning of the New Testament, God made changes. See, now I'm not, I'm not trying to say Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob didn't have eternal life. They did. But God is going to make some changes in his people. So John the Baptist is baptizing with water. Well, what was his message? Uh, his, his message was, uh, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That was to the Jews. See, that was to Gentiles too if they would come in and be a Jew. But there had to be a proselyte Jew back then in order to get in. You couldn't just do like me and you do today. Say, well, by faith, I'm going to believe Jesus, which I hope you will say that. All right, now let me read on. The same, the same John had his raiment of camel's hair and a leathern girdle about his loins, and his meat was locust and wild honey. Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea 
and all the region round about Jordan and were baptized in Jordan, confessing their sins. Now they were to do that when they met John if they obeyed John's message. Under the law, when, when did you confess your sins? When you brought your offering up to the tabernacle and you confessed over your bullock, right? Okay, we're talking about some changes. But right here, they were baptized confessing their sins. See, all right? But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said, O generation of vipers who warns you to flee the wrath to come. Bring forth therefore fruits, meet for repentance, and think not to say in yourselves, We have Abraham our father, for I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children under Abraham. So what was John's message? What was his message? <clears throat> it was, it was, who hath warned you to flee the wrath to come? <clears throat> what wrath? In the message of the preacher, what wrath? Why, why was that his message? <clears throat> because there's going to be wrath coming. Right. Now, I've said this before, and let me say it again to get in my lesson. God's already sent some wrath in the earth. The flood of Noah was the wrath of God. Why? Because of sin. Right. They, the, uh, uh, the, the burning up of Sodom and Gomorrah was God's wrath. Why? Because of sin. John the Baptist said there's going to come another wrath. See, now this was after, after Noah and it was after uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. This was a long time after that. John said, flee the wrath to come. What wrath? What wrath? We got religion in America today and they act like there's not going to be any wrath. Good old God, he's, me and him's got a good thing going. I want you to turn your Bible, if you will, to Revelation chapter 16. Revelation chapter 16. I want to talk about some wrath that's coming. Some wrath that's coming. Revelation chapter 16. <clears throat> You'll turn there. I hope you got a Bible. You'll turn there. Let's look at verse 8. Revelation 16, last book in the Bible. Verse 8. And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat, and blasphemed the name of God, which hath power over these plagues. And they repented not to give him glory. <clears throat> John the Baptist says, I'm warning you to flee the wrath to come. That's what we're doing today. We're warning you to flee the wrath to come. Next verse. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and repented not of their deeds. There you go. Why didn't they repent? Why didn't they repent? Same reason people don't repent today. 
They didn't want to. See? Repent or perish. See? This is wrath to come. You say, well, now I want to say something to you. This is not a Hollywood act. This is real people. If you are here, if you are here when this happens, that's going to happen to you. The sun is going to scorch people. It's going to scorch people. See? They talk about global warming. Global warming's coming. Right here it is. Now, while you're in Revelation, let me turn you to chapter 9. Because I'm dealing this morning with wrath to come. Wrath to come. John the Baptist's message. Wrath to come. Chapter 9. Same book. Verse 1. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth. And to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit. And there arose a smoke out of the pit, as a smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the, out of the smoke locusts upon the earth. And to them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them, they should not hurt the grass of the earth. See, where's this at? Where's this at? On the earth. On the earth. That's where me and you live. All right? Neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And, and to them it was given that they should not kill them but that they should be tormented five months, and their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he strikes a man. And in those days, now get this, in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall free from them. Somebody's going to be here. John the Baptist, who hath warned you to flee the wrath to come? That's what our purpose is this morning, is to flee, men and women, the wrath to come. And this is coming. Let me say again, this is not Hollywood. This is God. And this is going to be during what, what church people call the great tribulation. Now listen to me. Listen to my lips. If you get saved, born again, not just baptized or join the church, get born from above, God is going to take you out of here before this happens. But if if you don't, if you don't, you're going to be here. So who's warned you to flee the wrath to come? And this is not all wrath because God's got eternal wrath after the world's ends. And the lake of fire that burns forever and ever and ever, day and night, the Bible says. Brother Bell mentioned that last week. And I want, I want you to understand that. Now, I know I've spent my time this morning talking to you about bad news. It's bad news. Now, I want to give you some good news. I want to give you some good news. God, why, why is wrath coming? Why is this kind of wrath coming up on the world? Because of sin. 
because of sin. God always punishes sin with wrath. He's able to do it. He's determined to do it. And he's going to do it. You can't keep him from it. But you could avoid it. You could avoid it. You say, well, what about that, Mr. Pollard? It's so important, I want to read it to you. I want to read it to you. Now, the same Bible that's got John 3.16 in it says God's going to scorch men with heat of the sun and God's going to torment men with creatures out of the bottomless pit. Five months, a scorpion sting. Five months, and men are going to seek to die and can't. What is this? It's the wrath of God, but you can escape. Let me, let, me, let me read to you how. Look at Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Look at verse 12. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12. This is, uh, the writer here is, going, is talking about Jesus. He says, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins, Forever, you might want to underline that word forever because that's how long you're saved if you'll get saved, forever. Sat down on the right hand of God from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool for by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Wherefore the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us for after that he had said before this is the covenant that I will make with them After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws in their hearts, in their minds will I write them, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Do you like that? Do you you like for God not to remember your sins and iniquities anymore? Now the same God said there's going to be a great tribulation, says, but I got mercy for you. I got mercy for you. I will remember your sins and iniquities no more. Now you may be here and you might say, well, uh, you know, eight years ago I had a cussing fit and I took God's name in vain. Now I've nearly forgot it and I believe maybe God will forget it. God don't forget anything he don't want to forget. God still remembers Noah. God still remembers Noah's prayers. He still remembers God's thoughts. He still remembers our sins. But it said right here, he will, he will remember them no more. But you got to get saved. Who's warned you to flee the wrath to come? Who's warned you? The wrath is coming. But you can escape. I just read it to you right here. Another, See? Let me emphasize that. Let me emphasize. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. You want God to remember to forget your sins? Huh? All right. Let me let me sense that with going to Colossians chapter two. Colossians chapter two. Look at verse thirteen. Colossians chapter 2, Paul talking to the church at Colossae. 13, verse 13, And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, 
hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. All of them. All trespasses. Having forgiven. But read my lips. You gotta be forgiven. You can't just say me and God's got a good thing going. And when I get there, he's going to be a good old boyfriend of mine. He's not going to do it. You must be born again. All right? Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, and nailed it to his cross. That's what God promised you. If you'll get born again, you'll get born again. Who have who warned you to flee the wrath to come? I had a, I had a good friend. He died in 2018. Some of you knew him called Brother Billy Mitchell. He's, I got a CD where he had an incident that I'd like to relate to you. I, th- I think it's to the point of my lesson. He said he had, now, now he was a evangelist. Evangelist is a Baptist preacher. It's not a pastor. He's not a missionary. He preaches at revivals and, and Bible conferences and wherever people invite him. He said he'd been down, I believe he said Alabama, Alabama or Georgia, I believe it was Alabama, preaching revival. And he got done the revival on Thursday night or Friday night. I don't remember which one. And he said he looked at his watch, and it was about 8.30 when he got done. And he thought in his head, he said, I'm only about, I'm about three and a half hours from home, and if I'll get in my car and hurry, I can be home by midnight, and that's not too bad. He said, so I got loaded up, headed home, and said, uh, I got most of the way home, part of the way home, so I went through a little, a little uh, town, just uh, looked like a little sleepy town, said I wasn't paying too much attention. So just as I got through on the other side, he said a blue light flashed behind me. Said I pulled over, and said there, a man got out of that car, said he had a badge and a gun. And he said, uh, can I see your driver's license and your, and, and your insurance? Said I showed it to him. He said, Mr. Mitchell, he said, uh, 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 our speed limit here, we try to hold to it pretty closely. And, and you were speeding, so I'm going to have to give you a ticket. And he said, well, said he wrote, wrote it out. Let me go and said, I come on home. So I got up the next morning, looked at the ticket, and said it was a summons to go to court. And he said, uh, uh, a few days, he said, well, I was home that day and said, I went down there to appear in court. And he said, uh, about 100, said, almost 100 miles down there. Said, I drove down there, went to City Hall, said, there was a lady at the desk, said, uh, what can I do for you? And said, I, I showed her that summons, said, I'm here to. To, to face court today. She said, okay. She said, go in that little room. Go in that room right there and sit down. And said, uh, when, uh, when it comes your turn, said, the bailiff will call you in the, in the judge's chamber. Said, I went in there, opened the door and went in there and sat down amongst those other criminals and, and said, <laughs> and said, uh, I sat, bided my time. Said, in a minute, they called me in there. 
said, okay, it's your time. He said, I went in there and said, the judge is up on a high seat. He said, I'm standing down here. And said, and said uh, they called my name. And he went up there and he said, uh, he said, uh, uh, what's this man charged with? He said, the man, man with the gun, the man with the badge, went and stopped me. He said, he was standing over there by the bench. So he said, your honor, he said, I clocked Mr. Mitchell going 62 miles an hour in a 45-mile zone. And he said, uh, said the man had the gun, had the badge, said he represented authority. Said the judge looked at summons, looked down at me and says, Mitchell, what you got to say for yourself? He said, I said, Your Honor, I'm guilty, but I sure would appreciate mercy. He said the judge hesitated a minute, looked back at the summons, looked at me and said, Mr. Mitchell, you're free to go. He said, when I walked out of there, said the Holy Spirit said, whispered to me, said, not audibly, but I heard it anyway, said, that's how you got saved. Amen. I thought, and I rejoiced when I heard that. Amen. That's right. Plead guilty. Amen. Plead guilty. <laughs> Boy, that was good. See, now what's my lesson this morning? Who have warned you to flee the wrath to come? And what can you do about it? You better do something about it. See? And, and, and he said, if you were to go back down to that town and said, has uh, Billy Mitchell got any charges here? So they, if they'd look through the records, they'd say, well, he was charged uh, with, a, with a charge, but said it's been dismissed. He said, if I was you and a sinner, I'd try to get the charges dismissed. See? So who hath warned you to flee the wrath to come? See? God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. He sent him. God knew that, that, that Jesus was going to die when he sent him. But he sent him anyway. Why? Because of me and you. Me and you. You know, people, people, people takes God love the world. Their minds take that further than it goes. God loves you so much, he sent Jesus Christ to die for you on Calvary. But, but again, read my lips. He did not love sin. And me and you have sin in our body, and we got to get rid of it. And you can do that by pleading guilty. Just plead guilty. God knows all about it. You don't even have to... Do, you don't even have to describe to him what you're guilty of. He already knows it. He knows some evil thoughts you had. He knows a time that you've, maybe you've stolen something. Did you know the law said, thou shalt not steal? Maybe you've taken his name in vain. You've cursed. Don't you know the law said, thou shalt not take the Lord thy God's name in vain? For he that taketh the Lord's name in vain... He shall not hold guiltless. But how about, how about what we read to you in Hebrews? I will remember their sins and their iniquities no more. And I thought I'd just told, tell that little situation about my friend when he went to traffic court. 
See? Oh, and, and, and can I just reiterate uh, on that a little bit? First of all, noticed, he sat down among sinners. He took his place, and, he, and that was his words. He said, I took my seat in there with them other criminals. See? But, but then, when it comes time for the judge to deal with him, he pleaded guilty and asked for mercy. And he got mercy. See? I mean, it don't cost you $1,000. You don't have to climb a high mountain, but you do have to repent. And repentance is a broken heart over your sins before God. See what I mean? And so I wanted to, I wanted to bring you, uh, I wanted to talk to you about that. Now, now in closing, let me, let me read another verse to you that I think will, I hope will give you the way it is of what God expects today. Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17. And let's look at verse 29. Acts 17 verse 29. This is Paul talking for as much then uh, he's done it at, he's done it at Athens. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone graven by art and man's device. And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men in that he hath raised him from the dead. What, okay, what does God require? He commands all men everywhere to repent. Now, let me ask a question. And this is personal. Have you repented to God to where He gave you assurance that all is well? Have you repented of that? Or did you just tell somebody else? Hoping hoping God would forget it. Can I say again? God will not forget it. He will not forget it. He remembers everything. But there's a way you can get him to forget it. He wants to forget it. But you got to do it his way. You can't say, well, I think I'll go over and join that church over yonder. They got a lot of people and they seem to be having a good time and, raise, and, and you know, uh, 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 everybody is happy over there. But what are they going to be at the judgment? What are, they going, are they going to be happy to judgment if they have not repented? See? And so I'm telling you this morning, repent for the kingdom of heaven. It's still going to be at hand later on. And repent that your sins may be blotted out. That's what the Bible says. Repent that your sins may be blotted out. So I just wanted to Take this few minutes this morning, talk to you about repentance, talk to you about John the Baptist's message. Who hath warned you to flee the wrath to come? A wrath is coming. 
The Bible assures us of that. And I didn't, I didn't even read the eternal wrath. Not today I didn't. But that's found in Revelation chapter 20. We might, you know, wherever, where everybody, death and hell is going to deliver up them that's in that. And they will be cast in a lake of fire. And the Bible says they'll be tormented day and night forever and ever. So as I close this morning, who hath warned you to flee the wrath to come? I thank you for listening to me. I hope and pray that you'll take what I've said this morning as your friend. I'm trying to flag you down. I'm not trying to, to put any more chains on you. I'm not trying to talk down to you. I'm just telling you, I read the Bible. I read God's Word, what He said about it this morning. And I hope and pray that you'll respond. I hope if you're lost, you'll pray that God will open your heart to see how lost you are. All right. Thank